Hello and welcome to the Brexit Central podcast. Joining me today is Charlie Alfick, the MP for Dover and Deal. Um, Charlie, thank you very much for joining me. Hi. So Theresa May lost her vote yesterday, 432 votes to 202. That's a huge loss, isn't it? Which way did you vote? Well, I did not support the Prime Minister. I voted against uh, the deal because it's not a good deal for Britain. First of all, we've got to make sure that we bin the backstop and have an end to that backstop, not be trapped in Europe uh, permanently. Uh, And we need to make sure we get something in return for our £39 billion. And having a a warm words and a promise is simply not good enough. So you voted in the referendum to remain in the European Union. You accepted the referendum result and you don't think this deal delivers Brexit? Uh, I voted remain in the referendum because I thought to leave the European Union would be a massive challenge. Uh, I was concerned that our Uh, machinery of government and our ability to manage projects, Uh, even the simple NHS computer system meant that a really big project like Brexit uh, would all be, uh, would all go horribly wrong. And I have not been disappointed because I don't think the machine of government has risen to the challenge of it. Nevertheless, the people in my constituency, two thirds, decided they wanted to leave the European Union. And as far as I'm concerned, democracy comes first. We need to make sure we leave and leave properly not keep bits of the European Union, not stay half in, half out of the customs union, not stay half in, half out of the single market, not hand over billions of pounds in the years to come, not keep free movement, but leave, and that means end uh, being part of the European Union and do a positive trade deal with them, like Canada, like Japan, uh, but not the kind of deal that the Prime Minister envisaged, which is too closely aligned to Europe and doesn't uh, get us properly out of Europe. So what do you think the Prime Minister should do now? I think what she should do is go back to Brussels and say there's a clear message from Parliament that the deal they've offered is not an acceptable deal, it's not a fair deal. They haven't made any concessions in the negotiations. People like uh, Sabine Weyand and Martin Selmayr are going round the local German press boasting about how they turned over the Brits. I don't think that's acceptable. It highlights that this is not a fair deal. So the Prime Minister should go back and say we're happy to do a deal, but it needs to be much more super Canada much more a positive deal. And in the meantime, we should continue to ramp up preparations to leave without doing a deal. So how likely do you think it is that we will leave without a deal? Well, I think at the end of the day, the European Union will will make concessions at the end of the negotiation, as they always do. The European Union is well known for making concessions at five to midnight uh, on the last, uh, last day and the last hour. Uh, and I think we should be prepared for that. I think we should be prepared to take it to the wire uh, and prepared to leave uh, without a deal. I mean, you know, we've heard all these project fear and scare stories, but everyone knows that we managed before we entered the European Union and we'll manage perfectly well afterwards as well. So you're an MP for Dover, where there is um, a significant border crossing uh, between Britain and France. What are the preparations like there? Well, I think they, the preparations have been uh, well in hand, but part of the issue is, you know, what will the issues be when we leave the European Union? Will there be a problem? Uh, and I think we've had a lot of project fear. But when you look more closely at these project fear cases, they turn out to be untrue. They tell us that our water will be poisonous and we'll die of thirst. They tell us that we won't have uh, access to food. Uh, and the water companies and the supermarkets say that this is nonsense. They say our pets will die in quarantine, our aircraft will not take off. And the airlines say that this is nonsense. Then they try and tell us that our mobile phone bills will soar. And the mobile phone companies say that that's not true 
either. Even Netflix are saying that they'll continue to provide uh, an all-important uh, home screening service that we all rely on increasingly. And when it comes to the port of Dover, you have an odd situation where members of the cabinet are trying to tell us there'll be massive queues all the way through Kent when the head of the port of Calais says they have no intention of having any hold-ups whatsoever, when the president of the Calais region say they have no intention of having any hold-ups whatsoever, uh, and when the president of France has learned what happens the hard way when he plays politics with the jobs and livelihoods of people across Europe, he end up with the uh, Gilets Jeunes. Is he going to want to do that again? I think not. So who do you blame for these scare stories then? Well, I think that what we're seeing is uh, the Remain side who didn't win the referendum still trying to carry on a rearguard action, still trying to refight all the battles of the past. I think we need to move on, deliver Brexit, and then get back to the things that matter to the British people, growing the economy, record employment, record investment in the NHS, and making sure we have high-quality public services and a stable economy that we all rely on. And what do you think about uh, Philip Hammond calling Brexiteers extremists? I think that was an unhelpful choice of words uh, by the, the Chancellor, and I think it was right that the Prime Minister said uh, that that was not acceptable. I think it's very important that all Conservatives should talk uh, about each other with courtesy uh, and with respect. And certainly I know on the side of uh, people like me who believe we need a, a clean Brexit, a clean break with Europe, we always speak with respect uh, deep respect of those who feel uh, more uh, minded to remain or have high alignment with the European Union and I think that really has to go both ways. And just finally when you look at Parliament you see so many different factions but which faction do you think best represents the country as a whole? Well half the country voted to leave basically just over half and half voted to stay uh, and the half that voted to leave didn't vote because they want to stay in the customs union or stay in the single market or have a deal they voted because they wanted to leave the European Union. It is what it says on the tin. So I think those of us in the Conservative Party last night who could not support the Prime Minister's deal uh, represent just over half the country that voted to leave the European Union. And I think that's incredibly powerful, delivering on the referendum mandate and making sure that we you know, move forward is where we must go as soon as possible. Charlie Alphick, thank you very much. Thank you. I was speaking to Charlie Alphick on the Brexit Central podcast. For more interviews on Brexit, search for Brexit Central on iTunes or SoundCloud. And you can subscribe to our daily Brexit briefing at brexitcentral.com forward slash subscribe.